welcome to the Essence of Life podcast, where we view life through the lens of learning rather than judging. We don't judge the moments of life as good or bad. We simply look for the lessons and embrace them. So let's get connected. Seba, sounds good. All right, so welcome back everybody to the Essence of Life podcast with me, Tisha Ali Grant. I am thrilled today to, well, in this episode rather, to share the life story of a truly amazing young man. I mean, I heard him speak once and I was captured by his sharing. I was just listening and I was just, wow, wow, wow. So I needed to make sure that I share more of this young man to my audience and um, I'm going to give you his name then I'm going to give his bio before I start saying his story instead of letting him do the job all right so good day to you Tariko Satterfield how are you doing I'm doing so well it's so good to be here with you and all your listeners so thank you so much for the opportunity yeah, I'm really excited to have you on the podcast. I know I've been trying to make it happen, but I'm really glad that we can get it done today. Hey, there's no time like the right time. And so the right time is now. Amen. <laughs> so I'm just going to read your bio so the audience could get a better feel of who you are. And uh, it goes something like this through his transparent, inspirational speaking, Tariko shares his story of struggles in life and how his comeback and climb towards success was fueled by failure. Failure, I'm saying that word because a lot of us, we don't think that something good can come out of failure. This serves as proof to your students and staff that success is possible no matter what you have to struggle through. If you are willing to get exposed to the right environment, equipped with the necessary tools, you can execute strategies to win and he has win in full caps okay tariko's purpose for being a speaker is to help students and staff recognize the power of their gift it's all about exposure ladies and gentlemen boys and girls please welcome my guest today tariko oh thank you so much <laughs> That bio sounded uh, kind of good. I was like, is that me she's talking about? <laughs> you sound like me. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. So tell us a little bit more about what you do. You know, you're a speaker. Um, do you have social media platforms and things like that? You know, you can tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I definitely, I'm on all social media. as uh, Tariko Satterfield. You can look up Tariko Satterfield on Facebook. Tariko Satterfield on Instagram, I'm on Clubhouse, LinkedIn, everything's Tariko Satterfield. But then you also can go over um, and look up my website, which is www.exposureacademy.co. That's exposureacademy.co. Excellent, excellent. All right. So as I was saying, I mean, I heard you speak once. Like I didn't know you from before. I still don't really know you now. But I heard you share a very powerful story, and it was somewhere around a father having a conversation with a child, and it left me in awe because I'm a new parent, but uh -huh. I've been working with children as an educator for over 14 years. And it just, it really, really, really got my attention when I heard you share that story. And I was hoping that in sharing your story today, that you can actually share a bit of that as well, since we are gearing up for Father's Day. And I think it would be a really good charge, not just for the fathers, but just for parents in general. Oh, most definitely. Thank you so much. And, and my stories and my failures, uh, you heard in my bio, I use them and they're leverage places for me to inspire other people and to spread hope uh, yes. to other people. And so to every parent that's listening, the story that she's referring to was an opportunity for me to get exposure uh, to how I was being a parent to mm -hmm. my son. Uh, my son, uh, I had communicated and we had had a conversation and I sent him to his room and told him to go and think about what was on his heart and when he's ready to come down and share 
So he did exactly that. He came downstairs and said, I'm ready to share. And I said, okay, talk to me. And he told me the words out of his mouth. Uh, it triggered the Alabama in me. I'm born and raised in Alabama. And I promise you, it triggered my great grandmother, everybody that <laughs> raised me. It triggered all that in me because wow. the words that came from my son's mouth was, dad, you're a liar. Wow. And when I heard those words come out of his mouth, I didn't hear his heart. I heard the words. Yeah. And, so, and so I want to talk to every parent that might listen to this and hear you and have you hear me say to you that sometimes we can be tunneled in on words <laughs> and we miss out on the message of the heart. Yes. And what you're seeking to get out of relationship with your children is their heart to be developed in health because any heart that's not developed in health will begin to hurt other hearts wow and so i saw it as an opportunity right there in that moment i reacted i reacted there was no proactive strategies i reached up grabbed my son before i knew i had grabbed him by his shirt and i said who do you think you're talking to you've lost your mind you think you're going to look me in my face and tell me I'm a liar. Now you go up to your room, back to your room, and you think about what you said to me. And you get it corrected. And when you're ready to speak respectfully, then you can come down and talk to me. Well, in that moment, I immediately, for me, luckily had somebody in the room who held me accountable. Yeah. And I want to say that to parents. Do you have relationships that permit you in your abusive behavior, we don't want to call it that, but yeah. that moment, me grabbing my son was an abusive behavior that I was now showing him. I was being reactive. I was allowing what I call precipitating factors, which means that there are things going on and things that have happened to you and for you that didn't cause that reaction. Oh. And so now you're reacting to something that you're a trigger that you're carrying from your past, which is ultimately an inner wound that you're carrying and that has paralyzed you, the adult. So when my son came back down, um, the person that was in the room, let me go back. The person that was in the room said to me, you asked him to share what was on his heart, but you didn't hear his heart. Maybe you should ask him what he means by your life. Wow. So make sure you have the right people in your corner. Not the people that's going to allow you to continue down a journey maybe of tradition. Because many people are married to traditions that have no relevance and reach to the generations that we're angry about reaching. That's rich. And so we have to learn the language and the dialogue that reaches the heart. Because unless the heart is challenged and changed, then we won't see any lasting change happen in our young people. So what I did was my son came, I called him back downstairs. And the first thing I did was as a parent, I needed to take responsibility. Yes. And that's the first thing I did was say, son, I was wrong. I was wrong. I asked you to share your heart with me and I reacted to you doing the very thing that I asked you for because yeah. I didn't like the words that you used because it didn't feel comfortable to me because it wasn't what, what I was told respect was. And I said, so I'm going to go a step further and try to get some understanding here, but I need you to forgive me. I need you to forgive me because I was wrong in how I reacted to you. And I'm so glad I did that because I did that. He felt safe now to share and to explain. Yes, that's I important. Want to, I want you to imagine me not doing that and him not feeling safe and saying nothing. It was nothing. He would have <laughs> left with this venom in his heart that I planted, that I produced because of my behavior but because I apologized to him he looked at me and he said dad and he started to cry there are times when I need you and you're not there 
and I began to weep. He was crying. And so now in this moment of failure, here's this opportunity to deepen our relationship. I didn't know my son was trying to give us a gift in this moment. He brought his heart to the table and said, Dad, will you bring your heart to the conversation and hear my heart? Don't focus on my words, hear my heart. There are many parents that are focusing on words and focusing on things your kids are saying, but you're not listening to their heart. And if you would minimize what was speaking in your head about their words and dial in and go deeper to their heart, then you will find a treasure of relationship that will fortify them forward into their future. And because of that moment with my son, I was gifted the opportunity of connection and to meet a result and him to give me an executable strategy that I talked about. It's all about exposure. He needed to be able to expose his heart because he exposed his heart. It provided me equipment for me to use to put together an executable strategy that would deliver a result that now helps me to see his gift making room for him. Mm. So he told me what he needed, which was that I need you to show up, please. So because my son said, dad, I need you to show up. What do you think I did? Dad spent that money and it cost me a lot of money in the middle of the week for me to fly down to see him because he lived in Florida. I lived in Connecticut. Yeah. So, so I flew down to see him on his birthday, checked him out of school. It was a surprise. He didn't know I was coming. And he hugged me so tight that day and said to me, Dad, this is exactly what I wanted. Wow. And so I, I was able to capitalize on the opportunity to connect with my son's heart. And because of that, our bond grew deeper. Now my son is doing so well. He was always doing well in school, but I'm watching him. I watched his confidence go through the roof. He knows now that his dad will show up. He knows that his dad is interested in surprising him. He knows that his dad is interested in being there even when it's not convenient. But he needed to see that I would reach for him. So I want to encourage parents to go deeper. If you're seeing behaviors with your with your children, I need you to go deeper than the behavior that you're seeing and start having some conversations that may be uncomfortable for you as a parent, but it may be fruitful in the future of your child. Yes. We have to get comfortable normalizing hard conversations with our young people. That's the only way we see their heart, find their heart, and we're able to execute seeing the results we want to see in their lives. And many of us are holding ourselves back from seeing the results we want to see in our own lives. Wow. I, I think that a lot of times we, we get offended. And like you said, you use a, a key word there. You use the word trigger. And, you know, sometimes because our kids are usually because sometimes they're not always honest but because our kids are usually blatantly honest and they and they give us that sometimes we as adults can't even handle it you know and then we allow triggers or the spirit of offense to come upon us and like you said we pay attention to the words and not just you know where is the word coming from why is my child saying these things to me you know where did, it could be a form of whatever they're repeating what they would have seen or modeling either way you know dealing with all of that and just having like you said normalizing it opening our hearts and our minds to really dig deep and have that conversation with them and spend that time with them it's so important for us to do that i live where i live in the caribbean uh, i've seen parents do that a lot they'll be like um, i'm working two jobs so i do not have the time to help my child when i get home or my child goes from school to after school to after after school and then by the time i get home my child is tired or sleeping and then he or she doesn't see me until the morning and it goes on like that for a while and before you know it you're crying you're like but my child is graduating where did the time go what happened and that kind of thing so when you have an opportunity to really get down and speak with your child and listen to what your child is saying it is something that i think every parent should practice and i like it normalizing it 
is yes. really the key word. It, it, listen, you said something that is so key that we as adults, many times we normalize, we normalize hardship, right? Yeah. In our lives, we talk about that, like how hard things are, how difficult, how we have little time. But we won't normalize going through the hardship with our children. <laughs> It's easier for us to, and, and many times, I'll, I'll say it for myself growing up, my parents normalized in a very toxic environment. But you won't normalize being honest with me? Because how many of us as parents, we say we don't tell our kids everything because they don't need to know. <laughs> but we will force our kids to do things. I remember my mom, um, bless her heart I love my mom to death but I remember the bill collector would call the house and and, and you accidentally answer the phone and she say I told you don't answer that phone tell them I'm not here right you know this happens in the Caribbean too right yes. tell, <laughs> tell them I'm not here yeah. now you you telling me and teaching me to lie yes you yes. about your responsibility which is to pay the bill and so now you're teaching me these negative behaviors you're teaching me not to pay bills you're teaching me to be dishonest you're teaching me to not be a person of integrity and not to keep my word yeah. but if I come to you and I tell you a lie <laughs> I get disciplined oh boy <laughs> and so we as parents we don't recognize the ways that we permit failure in our children and we are sometimes the instructors teaching yes. them how to fail go ahead go ahead you know because what we have a tendency to do is we have a tendency to give ourselves a pass and stand in the uh the seat and role of authority so we get to change the rules for ourselves and we try to fortify the rule for them and with a kid, with a teenager, I tell everybody as I'm coaching parents and having these meetings pretty regularly with parents and working with them, I have to say to parents, listen, you got to identify that the problem that's in your kid is what you planted. Mm -hmm. Like you planted that seed. And if you want to see them uh, bear different fruit, then you've got to change the seeds that you're planting. You can't plant an apple seed and expect an orange. True. If you plant an apple seed, you're going to get an apple. So if you want to see oranges, you got to change the seeds that you're planting. You cannot penalize kids. And see, what we struggle to rec recognize with adolescents, the brain is not even developed completely. It is still developing. And mm. so although we as adults say, you know better, the truth of the matter is, is we're not ready to be honest with that they are in a training ground and we're supposed to be training them. How can you give discipline where there's been no train, proper training? Yep. In so many schools, so many people are interested in kids having discipline, discipline. Well, the beginning of the word discipline is disciple. Yes. Which means model and be an example. Train them how to do what it is you're expecting. And most of the time as parents, we set expectations without sitting down with the kid. We don't sit down and ask them if they're able to do this, if they know how to do it. We say, we expect you to do it. Now get it done. If yeah. a kid says, I don't know how to do it. You say, my parent would say, figure it out. And then when I would do it the wrong way, I get in trouble for doing it the wrong way to go back and do it again. And so what, what most parents do is forego their responsibility of training a child in the way they should go. And so that when they're older, they won't depart from it. But we don't do that. We, we let them train themselves and then get mad about the training they gave themselves or didn't give themselves. And then you discipline and punish them for that that's a broken system and that's why we have so many broken young people yes so there's two things i want to i want to um 
interject with you one some people might say well i tried my best with my child and they still went you know sideways or um the other thing is that sometimes parents might say okay yes um i did everything i could which is basically the same thing i did everything i could but the child is still not listening or they're not doing what i said to do or they i don't want to go back to the part where the person is just being a dictator but some parents would think that they would have tried their very best listening to you and they see like you said the planting yeah. the seed they have done their very best and the child still has certain ways that you know were not what they taught them so what would you say to a parent like that well this is what i say first of all i would say to that parent be gracious to yourself right because my mom you heard me talk about her my mom did the very best with yes. the tools that she had however this is what i say to those parents the very best that you had may not have been the best mm-hmm. now all you can use is what you had True. so that doesn't negate us taking responsibilities what did i do for my son i gave my son what i had but it was left up to me what you have or what you don't have You can't do anything about what you don't have, but figure out how to get it. Now, when you haven't done, when you've done the wrong things, my mother still to this day, there are things that come up in conversation and why I love my mom so much. She's not too proud to say, my <laughs> mom will shed a tear. She will say, y'all, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I didn't know how to do that. Yes. And, and y'all paid a price for for what I didn't know. So I encourage parents today, here's why it's so important for us as parents to learn. We got to throw away that thing that people use all over the world. There was no instruction manual when I had kids. Mm-hmm. Well, well, guess what? We got the internet now. Yes. And the truth of the matter is is that that can't that can't just be an excuse anymore and you got friends and neighbors and you get together and talk and gossip about other things how about we start talking about how to better our relationships with our children what 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 are you using like i'm i'm doing everything i know how to do but i've seen the still be struggling so struggling so we have to eliminate the shame that it comes with not uh being good parents Yeah. Because the truth of the matter is that some of these parents are doing everything they know how to do and it just means you don't know enough. Yes. And so who are the people that I can connect with and go to that gives me and helps me build my capacity? Well, you can reach out to Tariko. You can connect to people these resources who have information, who are doing it well, and that can help you level up. Because guess what? When you feel sick in your body, you go to a doctor. Yes. Because you don't know what's going on. Right? When you when your car is breaking down, you go to somebody who knows what's going on with the car. Exactly. So there are tools available to parents. Also, but what does it take? A humble heart and somebody willing to learn the same thing we tell our children. <laughs> The road gets difficult when we put up all the barriers and borders and the mountains ourselves. Many of us have constructed mountains and barriers and obstacles because we don't want to have to move. And then we're upset that they're there. So in order for you to get information, you got to do some work now to take down these mountains and these barriers that you put up for yourself to learn. Learn for this. your children. I, you see I love what you're saying and I love the genuineness and the fire that you have in in what you're saying and and the part, the part about learning is so important because learning practically ends when you die so That's as right. long as you're still alive you still have an opportunity to go and learn like you said there's people like you who specialize in these kind of things and the internet is endless with information there's videos there's podcasts like we're doing now That's there's right. all sorts of things that we can use and i love when you said if we could spend the time gossiping why not spend the time investing in something for improvement i mean the choice is in our hands we have the opportunity to make the right decision and the second thing because i mentioned two things earlier the second thing i wanted to point 
expand out with what you're saying in terms of training and teaching and planting the right seeds in them we have to remember that we are teaching them to become adults we are teaching them to become responsible right. adults we're not teaching them to be kids i'm not saying that they should not have fun as children and you know that part but i'm saying you are training another human being for growth and development who will one day become well adult stage and they would have to do certain things and contributions to others so this is the responsibility that we are charged with as parents and maybe we really need to start looking at it because we always say oh the children are the future the children are the future they really are so we want to make sure that whatever we are investing and planting in these children that when they become the adults and we are the older adults they won't be just throwing us in some hole or you know doing something crazy with the country because at least we know we would have trained them well enough so that we can rest and say yes now i can pass the baton to i know another responsible adult who can continue whatever work we have already paved and put in just like we have our ancestors who did so much that's right for us you know so this is something that is critical and i hear it all over you when you're talking about how we should teach them train them plant the right seeds in them it's amazing yeah what you're talking about now is something that is, i'm very passionate about um, my great great uncle is an original tuskegee airman which is famous black fighter pilots here in the united states yeah. and um i remember sitting down with him the last lunch i had with him um before he passed away uh he said to me nephew there's but one constant in life what is this constant mm-hmm. and i said to him i have no idea and he said yes you do you went to college what is this constant and i said uh change yes and he said change can't be constant because it moves mm-hmm. and i said okay i know i'm going to get this wrong <laughs> and he said you're brilliant you're my nephew you know what you're talking about And I said, Uncle Cicero, I love you man, but can you just tell me teach me the lesson? <laughs> um and I tried, I think I guessed one other thing and it wasn't right. And then he said to me, the only constant you have in life, and every parent needs to hear me say this. The only constant that you have, the children are the future, but the future is not the constant. The constant is now. Wow. Now, and he said this quote which I'll never forget. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow's a mystery. And mm. today is a gift. And that's why they call it the present. Present, yeah. He said to me, he said, "Nephew, you must always be willing to open up the gift of now. Moments create momentum for the future." Yeah. So too many people minimize moments and they wonder why the future looks a way that they don't like it. If your future looks like something that you didn't want to see, then you mishandle and misprioritize your moments yeah. earlier. And so as parents, we have to remember that the moments, and I'm talking about at infancy because yeah. influence with our children starts very young. The first time my niece I had a hard conversation uh with my niece, my daughter, um all teenage my my other niece who's 13 and i asked them i said when is it that we we what can we do as adults to create a safe place for you guys and she said treat us like humans <laughs> and she said y'all don't understand that you lose us when we're babies yes. because you guys start to give us toys to play with and she said when you give us the toys to play with what do we do we start using our imagination and she said that's the first time we start creating a world that you don't exist in wow. and she said that continues it goes from us playing with our toys till we go to preschool and we start you connect us with other children and then you start setting up play dates for us to go and create world with these children and she said sometimes you're in the world because you're present and you're there but mostly you let us play with them alone right we play mm-hmm. together and we start creating influence without you so by the time we're teenagers and this this hit me like a ton of bricks that day she said yeah. by the time we're teenagers we've had 10 11 12 13 years 
of creating without you. Wow. Because you're doing the adult things in life. And she said, we get it. You guys are adults and you have to clean the house and you have to do all these things. You have to work two jobs. She said, but we never see that stuff as important like you do. <laughs> we only want you. We want your time. We want to spend and get to know you, but you don't have time for us. So we are influenced by everything else that you pushed us to. And then we get in trouble for being pushed to those things. That woke me up, and I know it was a paradigm that many adults have never heard. That was the story there. That is fire. Mm -hmm. This kind of reminds me of uh, Mary and and her her sister when Jesus came to visit uh-huh. the, bus- the busybody one. She was busy cleaning up and doing all sorts of things, didn't, didn't and Mary was just sitting there with Jesus and just like, "Why aren't you helping or whatever?" And Jesus said, "Well, you chose to be the one doing everything else, but spending that time with me." That's right. That's wow. right. And we don't recognize so many times that that's what we do with our children. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and I know so many parents say to Rico, well, I have to do these things. I have to. What happens when we start saying, well, I have to invest in my children. Yeah. I have to give them their time. It can't be that I'm not going to pour into them. I'm not going to listen to them. I'm not going to understand them. I'm not going to t- not teach them. Right? Because they want you. They go to schools, but they still need you, the parent. Yes. Yes. One of the things, and I don't know what suggestions you give to parents when they give you that complaint, but one of the things I would say to them is this. I said, if you would try at least maybe once a week or twice a month Mm -hmm. to set up an intentional uh, time frame with your child. So let's say um, it's ice cream on Sundays or it's uh, a movie, whatever, something that the child has to look forward to. At least the child could say, okay, mommy's working in the week or daddy's working in the week, but I know on the weekend, it's me and my mom, it's me and my dad, me and my parents. So they at least they have that time just to themselves with you and you can get that time to connect like you were speaking about you and your son, connect and, and have that heart-to-heart conversation and things like that. It was a suggestion that I shared with parents who were complaining about busy so i'm not sure if you have anything else that you would like to share as well that's a beautiful suggestion i have um daddy daughter date nights i have father son date nights nice where i date my children i take them out with my girls it's it's important for me for them to know how a man is supposed to treat them i don't wait on a man to treat them that way as their father i treat them So they already know what they're looking for. Now, the same thing with my son. I don't, I don't differentiate. My son needs to know that as well. So I take him out because I need to model this for him and show him as well. So I encourage parents to implement that as a strategy. You talked about intentional time. Growth is going to happen. What they have along the journey of growth depends on your intentionality with what you give to them, what you talk to them about, what you expose them to. So I tell parents, because I can hear some parents say, well, I've already done the wrong thing. Well, I'm going to (laughs) help you right now. Anybody who's done the wrong thing, this is what I'm going to tell you to do. Set up a time with your children to give them permission to offend you. What, Tariko? I like this guy. <laughs> yeah, set up a time to give them permission to offend you. Yes. Let them speak unadulterated to you. Yes. And I know you, I can hear people like, Tariko, you're absolutely crazy. You think I'm going to let my kids <laughs> talk to me in a kind of way? Well, this is what I'm going to advise you. If you don't let them get the venom out, then the venom stays in. The Mm. venom is what paralyzes your kid from yielding the results and the fruit that you want to see. But when you allow them to offend you, tell you how you're doing as a parent, tell you how they're experiencing you, and you listen with your heart, not your head, not your hands, then you can make the changes and adjustments and they give you the opportunity to meet them where they are and to love them. 
When you do that, that's when the shift happens. My children have this with me every year. Every year I do an assessment on me. I allow them to evaluate me as a parent. And trust you me, it's hard. I've had my daughter tell me, Daddy, you're too strict. And when I get older, I'm not coming back up here. Wow. I had to hear that through the lens of her heart. And I had to process it and really do the work for me as her dad on making sure that I don't lose. Watch this, because <laughs> many of us lose our children. Yeah. And we lose them in those moments where they're uncomfortable and we don't move towards them. We put our foot down as the authority and we allow them to go the other direction. And we say things like, if you want to leave, bye. There's the door. And they may not leave and walk out that door, but in their heart, they just stepped away from you. Yeah. And they're looking forward to the day that they can go out of that door and disconnect from you. And nobody as a parent is wanting that to happen. So whatever you want to see happen in the relationship for your child, you always build the relationship. Relationships are built. Yes. Just like yes. you have to work on your marriage. Yes. You have to that. work on mm -hmm. your relationship with your children. Relationships yes. are built. Yes. I, I wanted to, to ask you before we maybe just close off in a few minutes. I wanted to ask you because I'm listening to you and I'm grateful that you're actually one of the fathers who's present in his child's life. And I would want to ask you to share two things or to speak to the both parents here with me. So we're going to speak to the mom first, the mom who is the single mom, mm -hmm. the mom who is having a hard time getting the father to even just spend the day with the child or even provide financially for the child mm -hmm. you know and, and also to to her and to that child in that situation and then when you're finished with that i would like you to speak to that dad who is not there so you're going to speak to the mom in the single parent family and you're going to speak to the dad who's actually have abandoned his case whether it's um intentionally or whether it's because he is not dealing with or healing properly I want you to speak to both of them and, and what would you say to them right now? Thank you so much. Uh, the mom, I definitely want to speak to the mother because that was my mother's story. My mom was a single mom who was abused by my father. And so what I would say to you is be gracious to yourself. Yeah. What I also would say to you is forgive yourself. Mm -hmm. Forgive yourself because the hurt that you're carrying and even the trauma that you carry, regardless of if the man is not there, the things that you carry in your heart translate over in your relationship with your child, yes. whether we know it or not. So healing needs to happen so that you can set the true you free so that your kid can experience that authentic love the love that you felt when you when you gave birth to that baby, when you held that baby for the first time, and 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 those times where you look into that baby's eyes and you and you felt like you couldn't make it, but it it ignited something in you to say, I can do this one more day. Yes. I want to encourage you to continue to get that village around you. Stop looking at what was lost, right? Stop looking yes. at dad who's yes. not present because sometimes what happens is we're trying to move forward but we're looking in the rearview mirror mm -hmm. yeah and that's a guaranteed crash that's a guaranteed crash and whatever you have lost let me tell you some things did were not lost they needed to exit and so you have to sometimes understand that somebody sometimes men are not showing up and not there because they're not what you thought they were. And we want them to be something. I had to release my father. And I said, that scenario I gave to you guys, my father said that he never wanted to be a dad. He never wanted to be a dad. And my mom didn't hear that. Well, I heard it. I heard him use those words. And so I said to him, you know, 
it's not fair for me to try to hold you to what I want you to be when that's not what you want to be because it leaves me missing out. I have to be honest and accept that you didn't want to be a dad and ask God to send men around me to be a surrogate father to me and help me get everything that I was supposed to get from you. But I refuse to be here expecting you to be an apple when you're an orange. (laughs) And so that's what I say to the single moms. And I want to say this to you too, single mom. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. From a, a, a son that was raised by a single mom. And I get emotional talking about this. I say to every single mother, thank you for not giving up and not quitting. We needed you. Yes. We needed you. And the very thing that you're carrying, the perseverance, the nevertheless you persisted, that is going to benefit your child. Because the times when I was struggling the hardest, and I've been through many hardships in my life, but the times when I struggled, I reached for my mom's story. And it's my mom's tenacity, her tenaciousness, her her perseverance, her resilience that has helped me move beyond my failures and pick up. And when my back is against the wall, I saw her press on. I saw her push forward. I saw her keep doing what she needed to do so that her babies can have what they needed. Some things I didn't agree with, but she kept pushing. And I appreciate her for letting me be on the front seat to see that happen because it pushed me in my weakest moments. So single mother, thank you. Yes. And to the, and to the dad, and to the father, first of all, let me say this to you. As a father, I feel your pain. I want to speak to that dad and say, I feel your pain. I feel the disappointment. I feel the shame, the guilt. I feel the, 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 the negligence. I feel that so many times as dads, people think that you're sitting and you're away and you're not hurting. Well, I've sat in that seat. Matter of fact, I sit in it. And just because I'm not present there today does not mean that in my presence, is pain and so dad i want you to hear me say the best gift you can give to yourself is healing yes it's healing and there is healing for your soul you can reach out and talk to somebody you can say i messed up you can say i wasn't there you can say that i did it wrong i had an ill will and a bad agenda when i was talking to their mom and i and i and i put myself in a circumstance and situation where now my kid hates me but when we will not take ownership when we will not take ownership and say hey i didn't have the tools and i don't want you to grow up without the tools I want to take responsibility for making sure you have the tools. I need you to show up because your child needs you. Like my son needed me to show up. I need you to put down the ego and the pride and the thing that makes you run away from accountability and responsibility and ultimately healing. That healing is going to be a bomb for your child. It's going to be an adhesive. It's going to be something that helps them to heal. But you can begin right where you are. Um, Yes. Stop looking at the perfect picture because I can tell you it's fake. There's no perfect parent. Yes. And we need to end that stigma. There's no perfect parent. We are all in progression. And so I want you, dad, to start. Start with self-love. Self-love. Meaning, accept that you didn't love yourself properly. And now because you didn't love yourself properly, it makes it easier for you not to be present for your child. I need you to take responsibility for maybe there are some actions and behaviors that exist in your life and around your life. Some examples that you saw 
that gave you the wrong example and you thought that was healthy and lived it out and it became a natural part of the way that you act or react but i want you to take responsibility and say i want to do it differently i don't want to be what i've seen and i want you to go and find those men who you see that are pillars that are men of integrity that are doing it right that are showing up and we can humble ourselves and say can you talk to me can you help me can you yeah. teach me you can learn still until you're in your grave the wealthiest place in the world is the <laughs> graveyard Secretary. yeah because people died with potential you don't have to die with your potential in you you can go and allow iron to sharpen iron and get stronger as a father so that you can show up and you can cause healing to happen one thing i tell people that if your hands can hurt the world your hands can heal it as well yeah. amen and that's what i say to dad I I am I'm really I just listen to you and like I said from the first time I heard you I've been in awe. I like how frank you are and it's like almost every other sentence you speak has some life into it. And I hope that my listeners don't just listen. I always encourage them to receive the wisdom and the knowledge and apply it. Put it into practice because that is when you're going to see the real results. I think you're an amazing young man. I think that you're anointed and like I like you said I believe that your failure or your failures rather were uh maybe intentional for you to become the man that you are today in order for you to be able to connect with people the way you are doing and will continue to do and I just want to encourage you to keep on going because I mean I'm not a father but I'm listening to you and I am impressed I am being encouraged I am receiving the life that you're speaking and I know that my listeners and everyone who come across this episode will also be blessed by it so I want to charge you to keep on going because a reputable man especially men of God or men who believe and connect with the heavenly father himself and going yeah. forth into the world and recreating more seems to be what I do not want to say is a dying breed but it seems to be like uh, so many of our men are going down in the opposite direction of where we would really like to have them go so i want you to understand the importance of what you do and how important and great it is for us in this time you know you're a very peculiar young man and i want you to keep on pressing keep going i pray that you'll be encouraged even on the days when you don't feel like getting up and doing it that you will charge yourself find encouragement in the lord and keep going cuz You are a gift to our generation and beyond. And I don't know if you have any books or anything like that, but you should probably consider <laughs> doing that. I do editing, so I could probably do some editing with you if you like that. I also do writing. So we should definitely have something, you know, some of definitely. the tips and the things that you're producing published published rather because I think it needs to be. Definitely. I I want to tell you thank you so much. Um I definitely have been over to the Caribbean and and I need to come back, right? Yes. I uh, always need to come back to the Caribbean. Um but thank you so much. I'm so honored. Um the greatest moment of my life was receiving hope and now the greatest moment is to give hope to others. Um yes. and anything that I can do to help people to grow. Um listen, pain is pain. But pain can produce. Failure yes. is failure. but failure can produce. I want people to understand that that yeah. you don't have to look at your life and say, "Look, I've messed up so bad, there's no redemption <laughs> possible." God didn't say that. He said that he'll restore. Amen. He will restore, that he's a redeemer. And so I believe and I've been able to see his redemptive power. And so I move in that redemptive power with authority because I've seen it happen. Yeah. And so I know that it can happen for any of your listeners. It can happen for you if you failed last night. You can get up today. If you failed an hour ago, you can get up right now. Yeah. Yeah. And things can change. So thank you and listen. Keep holding me accountable to the book. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm getting ready to write a few books. So please keep yes. putting that pressure on me. Message me <laughs> and say, "Tariko, have you started on that book?" Yeah, like how is the book going? Which chapter are you on? Yeah, get me. <laughs>
Yeah, I'm going to definitely be doing that because I think it would be of great value to a lot of people. So thank you so much. And thank you so much again for taking the time out to be on my podcast. Really appreciate it. And I think you are fire. Thank so you, thank so, you much. so much. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be a guest. And one more time, could you just tell us how we can connect with you and give us your website? I will add it to the show notes, but you could tell us one more time. Yeah, most definitely. Y'all go find me at www.exposureacademy.co. Okay, that's exposureacademy.co. You can find me on Instagram under Tariko Satterfield, my first and last name, Tariko Satterfield on Facebook. Uh, yeah. You type in Tariko Satterfield online. I promise you, it's not a lot of lot of them in the world believe it or not <laughs> so i'm probably gonna pop up at the top <laughs> <laughs> excellent you are on top so let's just keep that going oh most definitely most definitely and you're gonna see some things that are gonna come out this year um i'm launching a, a, a program called exposure talks that's coming and i'll be doing the interviews with people uh, all across the world actually just talking about their story uh, and growing up as a young person because i believe we need some relatable experiences for us as adults to remember when so that we look at our young people differently and serve them from a different lens yeah i actually like that because that's how i'm able to communicate with my nieces who are teenagers i always say to them i was once your age so i tried to remember what it was like when i was and then i could speak with them better not the adult in me but the teenager then in me that's right that's right Yes, I definitely look forward to that and let's keep in touch. All right. Thank you so much and God bless. God bless. Bye-bye. Whether you're on your daily commute, at the gym, or doing your chores, tune in to the Essence of Life podcast for great inspirational life lessons and learn just why you should have a personal relationship with your creator. Relationships run the world. Make sure you're in the right ones. I am Natisha Ali Grant, citizen of the kingdom of heaven, wife of a spirited pastor, worship leader, mother, and content creator. I partner with my husband to manage our church in All Saints Antigua while creating inspirational and educational content. I inspire others through my blog, Young and Christian, and my podcast, The Essence of Life. Recently published my first book and in the process of writing another. I have also been an educator for over 15 years and now run my own academy, providing a range of services such as proofreading, English courses, lesson plans, curriculum guides, and reading classes. If you like this show, why not get connected? As it's only going to get bigger. Seba sounds good. <laughs>